0: Humboldt
1: Last Week. Times, they are a-changing, for real, with daylight savings time springing forward on us. Humboldt Last Week is a program designed so you can hear some of the highlights from Humboldt's last week. Hi, my name is Miles Cochran. I uh, left the radio and newspaper industries here for another opportunity, and I do this for fun because I love Humboldt. This is available where you get podcasts. If you enjoy it, please tell a friend, tell someone. You can listen and connect at humboldtlastweek.com. Check out the Humboldt Last Week Facebook for episode updates and local content, giveaways, stuff like that. Disclaimer, there's sometimes explicit content here. Uh short, thank you goes out to the program partners this week. That's Eel River Hydroponics in Fortuna. Bongo Boy Recording Studio in McKinleyville, Los Bagels with locations in Arcata and Eureka, and Ferndale Music Company with Alistair Fraser and Natalie Haas at the Old Steeple, Friday, March 16th. You got some small-town kudos. Only in your state did a piece about the most underrated places in Northern California that you must check out on this list, Ferndale. Here's part of what they wrote. A small town that is just bursting with charm. It's hard not to fall in love with this place right away. Historic Victorian buildings line the streets, making this place look like something straight out of a movie with endless opportunities for shopping, dining, and recreation. They're right. I mean, Ferndale's so awesome, Legoland even has a replica of it. Well, there's that annual event, the bowling alley. Bowl for Kids sockey. Which, I mean, shouldn't they be encouraging kids not to drink alcoholic Japanese rice wine? Oh, wait, I'm told this is actually bull for kids' sake. That makes more sense. I joke, the event is excellent, benefits at-risk youth. According to the county, it brought in well over hundred grand for Big Brothers Big Sisters and their youth mentoring programs. Good stuff. Wow, you hear about this ruckus with a suspect who is taking off and basically a bounty hunter? I guess the guy prefers the term fugitive recovery agent. Story goes, this drug possession suspect, this chick, was trying to drive away in the Dean Creek area, so this agent shot out her tire. He said she was backing up toward him when he fired the gun. He was in fear for his life. It'll be up to the DA if he gets charges for firing the gun. The suspect, though, ended up running into the woods after this. He chased her on foot, and then he got her before he took her in. She was arrested. Sheriff's Office told Kim Kemp the possession suspect said she didn't know this guy was a fugitive recovery agent when this went down. Wild, wild west out there for sure. The preliminary hearing was pushed back for a man accused of murdering his sister behind a gas station in Hoopa. It's alleged Anson Aubrey IV shot his 33-year-old sister Angel to death. According to Loco, members of their family said the siblings are part of a large and loving family, that the brother and sister were really close. Preliminary hearings are set to start April 5th. More here on Marcy Kitchen. She's the Fortuna mom accused of drunkenly in her Jeep, running over and killing her own teenage daughter and her daughter's friend while the two teens were skateboarding. Her son, Marcy's son, testified he refused her request to assist her in a cover-up of sorts. While Marcy's ex-husband and father of one of the victims expressed concerns to Kim Kemp about how long Marcy has been roaming the county free on bail. By the time this trial is set to wrap up at the start of summer, it's going to be coming up on two years. The ex-husband was successful in getting a lot of people to show up to protest this lengthy process at her court hearing last week, where Marcy successfully switched lawyers. Saw this reminder on Channel 3 about the jail being expanded in a couple years. 40 more beds, resources to work on preventing repeat offenses, mental health resources, Looks like Sheriff Billy Hansel might be tapped by the county to serve as the official project manager to oversee the expansion. You hear they're going to make an underground parking lot there to make room. It's kind of cool. A lot of people saw this sentence as too lenient. A man from McKinleyville was drunk driving on Central Avenue caused serious injuries to an 11-year-old girl when he hit her. He was driving at three times the legal limit. Got less than a year in prison even though the max would have been seven years. According to Loco, the judge noted at age 63, the driver had no prior criminal record. A man from Eureka died in a logging incident in Hydesville. Saw this report on Channel 3. Part of a tree reportedly fell and struck 42-year-old contractor. Journal reported this man, Scott Eskra, played baseball for the Crabs back in the 90s. So sending out some Humboldt love to his friends, family, the logging community, and the local baseball community. Oh, this is super messed up. Some thieves allegedly broke into a small school down in Blocksburg and stole three grand worth of quarters, money that goes to the students' education. This is at the Casterland School. I saw Kim Ken put up this letter from them. It also said these thieves siphoned gas from the bus down there like Really? Hey, uh, whoever did that, when you get that gas in your mouth, really good trick to get the taste out. Just throw a lighted match in there. Really helps. Uh, I digress. Here's part of the letter. Yes, the sheriff's office was called. Yes, we've learned our lesson to those of you asking why anyone thought keeping three grand at school was a good idea. Stealing from children is wrong and it makes us sick. If anyone can find a way to help us recover our loss, the violation will still be fresh, but the harm will certainly be lessened. Again, that's up at KimKemp.com. A quick thank you goes out to a couple of humboldt last week program partners one eel river hydroponics and fortuna whether you're a beginner or master gardener they have what you need soil nutrients hardware and more plus a very knowledgeable staff that'll help you maximize your garden's production get industry insights on the latest in indoor and outdoor gardening with eel river hydroponics and fortuna find them at eelriverhydroponics.com and also bongo boy recording studio in mckinleyville local band the gatehouse well has been recording there oh, Celtic-inspired folk quartet from right here in Humboldt. Check out their new EP, And the Sparks Did Fly. And look into where the gatehouse well has been recording at bongoboystudio.com. You see how those crab fishers rescued a baby deer that was about to drown in Humboldt Bay? According to Loco, the little guy swam to him in their boat. They plucked him out of there, wrapped him up in a jacket, and released him a Woodley Island at the advice of fish and wildlife. So sweet, these crabfishers saving this deer. You know, a lot of crabfishers out there hunt in their leisurely time. As the deer ran off into the wild, one fisher gripping his rifle could be heard muttering, Until we meet again. Well, she's got millions of fans and counting. Humboldt-raised musician and actress Sarah Bareilles got a huge honor. In June, she'll be getting the Songwriters Hall of Fame Hal David Starlight Award for 2018. According to a press release, the award is given out to gifted young songwriters who are making a significant impact in the music industry via their original songs. Previous winners of the honor in recent years include Ed Sheeran, the singer of the band Fun, Nate Roos, and the singer of the band Imagine Dragons, Dan Reynolds. Sarah Bareilles wrote this on Instagram. I'm so very moved by this. One of the very first professional folks I shared my music with listened to my CD and told me I was just a voice, not a songwriter. I was crushed at first, but more importantly, ultimately dismissive of his opinion of me. To this day, the thing I care about the most is creating songs that speak to the vulnerabilities of the human condition and hopefully comfort some folks along the way. It is the honor of a lifetime to be acknowledged for my voice as a writer, for it is the voice I'm most proud of. Thank you for this. I'm beyond grateful. Here's more from the Songwriters Hall of Fame on Sarah Bareilles, quote, from her self-described piano-based pop soul sound to her tremendous success with her long-running Broadway show Waitress, Sarah has been a pioneer, forging new ground as a singer-songwriter with every step in her career. Yeah, other honorees at this upcoming awards ceremony in June include Mariah Carey, Tracy Chapman, Alice Cooper, Tom Waits, and John Mellencamp. Not bad company. Of course, a couple years ago, Bareilles, a six-time Grammy nominee, got a Tony nomination for the music she made for Waitress. And also, another Sarah Bareilles news on April 1st, she's going to star in a live production of Jesus Christ Superstar on NBC. Uh, the McKinley statue on the plaza in Arcata is like the Brett Favre of statues. Thought it was ready for retirement? Guess again. As you know, some believe the statue of the assassinated president that never stepped foot here represents racism and stealing land from Native Americans. The Arcata City Council voted to take the recommendation of the Wiat tribe and others to take the statue down. Well, now, according to the Mad River Union, the council opened the door to an advisory vote on the statue, so the council might get an idea from Arcata voters about what they want before making the final call. Because voters will definitely do the historical research necessary to make an objective, educated decision about McKinley's successes and failures. Now get your syrup ready, because this story is straight Waffle House. I'll keep an eye on it. The trial continued for a man accused of shooting and murdering a man who was having an affair with his wife. The defense says John Goldberg shot and killed Tim Smith in fear and confusion after Smith reached for a gun in his truck. Prosecutors say Goldberg was casing Smith's house beforehand, drove over 30 miles with a loaded gun to commit cold-blooded murder. According to Loco, there's been conflicting testimony about whether or not Smith had guns in his truck. Here's a line from the Loco article referencing testimony from a Fortuna cop, quote, I did look in the back of the truck, the open bed of the truck, and the truck bed contained nothing of interest. We'll follow that one. Disney's A Wrinkle in Time is out. As you know, this Disney remake with Oprah and a zillion other stars was shot partially here in Humboldt. Sequoia Park and Eureka was one spot they filmed. Unfortunately, it's once again a case of a big-budget movie shot here getting mixed reviews from critics, but... NPR called it, quote, a profoundly satisfying, imaginative, and beautiful film. And the New York Times wrote, fans of the book and admirers of director Ava DuVernay's work can breathe a sigh of relief, and some may also find that their breath has been taken away. Well, new first-time college students at CR this upcoming fall and spring will be paying zero tuition... This is part of a new statewide program for community colleges. To qualify, students have to be going to college for the first time, enrolled full-time, and they have to be California residents. CR's president reiterated CR is the least expensive option for getting some quality college education degrees or credits. And he reminded folks about additional waivers for most returning students as well. He said he would study for the kids and take their tests for them too. Just kidding. This is actually super wonderful. And thinking a couple more Humboldt Last Week program partners, Los Bagels, with locations in Arcata and Eureka. Since 1984, Los Bagels has been pleasing the world's taste buds with boiled and baked organic bagels. cucumber, bacon scram, whatever your flavor, they have it for you. Or ship bagels to yourself or friends at losbagels.com. And Ferndale Music Company with Alistair Fraser and Natalie Haas, the Old Steeple, Friday, March 16th. <laughs> an award-winning duo featuring a Scottish fiddler and a Californian cellist. It spans the full spectrum between intimate chamber music and ecstatic dance energy. That's Alistair Fraser and Natalie Haas, The Old Steeple, Friday, March 16th. Tickets at FerndaleMusicCompany.com. Well, so if you've spent some time walking around in Eureka in recent months, you've seen the national opiate epidemic hit home. Potentially hazardous needles littering the streets that desire to kind of go home and take a shower after just laying eyes on those grubby things with orange tips. Side note, uh, with gloves in a sharps container, you're all good to pick those things up, get rid of them at a kiosk. Anyway, I think we can all agree, needle litter sucks. You know, the addiction that causes needle litter sucks. Disease from dirty needles sucks. You know, we want things to be better here. And with that desire to make things better comes differing passionate viewpoints from those that believe they have the best version of better. You know about needle exchange programs. They're here in Humboldt. They allow people to exchange dirty needles for clean ones. I've been told people from all walks of life, all incomes utilize needle exchange. Now, Some people like these programs. They point to research saying they reduce the spread of disease and at the same time they educate drug users Others believe needle exchange enables users, and it's the cause of a lot of hazardous litter out there. Well, last week, Eureka City Council approved an ordinance aimed at these organizations that provide needle exchange within city limits. Right now, this mostly applies to Hatcher. The ordinance requires these programs to keep records on the number of needles given out and received. They have to encourage drug users to seek treatment, and they have to do weekly community cleanups. Now, some are happy about this ordinance, some not as much. A journal article said the majority of people at last week's city council meeting spoke in favor of the ordinance, but there was a decent-sized vocal opposition. Now, this is Eureka City Council member Austin Allison discussing why he supports needle exchange.
0: I feel like, you know, society changes and changes. The policies have to keep up with what's going on. Right now, there's a huge opioid crisis facing the entire nation. CDC released a report from 2016 to 2017 showing that overdose rates in ER visits have increased by over 30%. Because it's a national opioid epidemic, it's happening right here at home. It's just a service we have to be able to have available for people suffering from addiction so we can help get them clean again. It also reduces diseases such as AIDS, HIV, and other lesser thought ones, such as endocarditis, can be a serious and very costly illness.
1: And this is Eureka City Council candidate John Fullerton discussing why he also supports needle exchange, but not as it's currently implemented in Eureka.
2: Yes, I do support a one-for-one needle exchange program. And the reason is I have personal experience with this, my younger brother was a drug addict, and he was eventually killed by hepatitis C from dirty needles. So I understand the importance of an exchange program.
1: So if you're wondering about one-for-one exchange, in comparison to what Eureka currently does, one-for-one is what it sounds like. Someone turns in five dirty needles, they can get five clean needles. If they turn in 20, they can get 20. If they have none, they get none. What Eureka allows now is needs-based which is what health experts recommend, saying it's more effective at reducing the spread of disease. With needs-based, someone could show up with nothing and get needles. They could have five needles and get ten. Here's candidate John Fullerton explaining why he prefers one-for-one.
2: Needs-based may be a little bit better for the addicts, but the tens of thousands of needles that were discarded last year on Eureka streets and playgrounds, and green belts, those too are a health hazard. And we need to remember that the rest of society needs to be protected
1: as well. And here's Council Member Austin Allison on why he prefers needs-based.
0: It is my belief that if we were to force a mutual exchange to go one-to-one, it would punish those who are compliant with 100% return rate. I think that's the bigger focus that we should all look at is finding ways for those who aren't compliant to be compliant and have 100% return rate.
1: So again, this ordinance Eureka passed on what they've already been implementing, needs-based exchange, says Hatcher and potential future programs have to keep records, encourage users to seek treatment, and do weekly community cleanups. And both John and Austin think the ordinance can be better.
0: One thing I wanted to get down in writing was a progressive need based needle system where, like I was mentioning earlier, those who are compliant aren't punished, but it would also help address those who are struggling with 100% return rate to give them sort of the three-strikes system where if they continue to not turn in all of the syringes that they take out, then the needle change can better focus on those people following a set guideline, which may ultimately end up to be one-to-one for some people who just cannot be compliant. Another thing was for more neutral oversight. There is a lot of mistrust in the community in regards to uh, needle exchanges, and I think involving code enforcement, the same way they inspect cannabis facilities could be helpful in in having neutral oversight where we can ensure that reporting is accurate and truthful, and also that by having these inspections, they will be following the guidelines that we set out for them.
2: The ordinance that they passed as it is written now is basically meaningless and extremely vague. So I think it should be changed to only a one-for-one needle exchange. It should be less vague. They talk about how the program participants have to participate in the cleanup. Well, how many hours per week, how many man hours per week? Be more specific. And then there needs to be oversight. They're required to be implementing a plan for injection drug users to seek treatment. I want to make sure that's done and not just take the word of the program managers.
1: And some parting thoughts here, first from Eureka City Council candidate John Fullerton.
2: Needle exchange programs probably reduce disease. It can't help but not if the addicts are using clean needles instead of dirty needles. But at the same time, I do worry about the message that we're sending society at large that we're condoning drug use.
1: I still think the exchange
2: programs do reduce
1: disease. And now Eureka City Council member Austin Allison.
0: I totally get people are frustrated with the needle litter. I do clean up in the community whenever I go to the park or around town. If I see one, I'll pick it up. I can understand how people get frustrated with what's going on, but I think we just have to remind people that when you see needle litter, that is a symptom of a much greater opioid crisis, and seeing the symptom such as needle litter, it's gonna happen, but I think we should try and focus on what the science and studies show that you know following best practices does help reduce over time people who are dealing with addiction. I just think the main problem is there's a lot of heat going on with one particular needle exchange in the area. I think if they can focus on getting a better return rate and having less litter around, I think a lot of those attitudes would lighten up.
1: So I'll say it one more time to conclude. Hazardous needle litter sucks. Addiction sucks. The spread of disease from dirty needles sucks. All of these things suck. I think we could agree on that. So what is the best version of better? A huge thank you goes out to the Humboldt Last Week program partners this week, Eel River Hydroponics and Fortuna. Bongo Boy Recording Studio in McKinleyville, Los Bagels with locations in Arcata and Eureka, and Ferndale Music Company with Alistair Fraser and Natalie Haas at the Old Steeple, Friday, March 16th. Again, my name is Miles Cochran. I left radio and print for another opportunity and I do this for fun because I love Humboldt. You can head over to the website to listen and connect, and you can also listen to fresh new music there that I've found using my old radio methods. Right now the playlist has new songs from Albert Hammond Jr., The Neighborhood, and Violent May. (laughs) check out the full tracks at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Just click on new music. Please do let me know if you have any constructive feedback or positive comments that makes this thing better. And heads up, I'm dealing with a little bit of a family thing, so there's a small chance I'll be taking a break next week. We'll see how it goes. I do hope you have a really great week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Humble Last Week.